Hey, it's Pastor Jeffrey Graff with Faith Family Church, Next Gen. Thanks for tuning in. I hope this message brings truth, clarity, and hope to your situation. God loves you very much, and I hope you feel that today. Enjoy the podcast. Y'all looking good, and you smell better than the junior high. Thank you for that. Thank you. Y'all looking good, man. Hey, for those of you guys who don't know, I'm just a Mexican who tries really hard to love Jesus. My name's Tony Velasquez. I'm the Family Ministries guy here at Faith Family, and I'm honored to be here with you today to present God's Word. Uh, Before I do that, though, just so you know, your pastor loves you. He loves you. He's proud of you. He brags on you all the time. He wishes he was here with you, um, but he he wants to let you know that uh, he believes in you guys, and I'm honored to be able to bring God's Word today. Um, Pastor G started off this series called UFC, Unseen Fights of Culture, um, where we recognize that there's a spiritual battle going on in our lives. Uh, He mentioned this verse last week in Ephesians, uh, Ephesians chapter 6, it says this, for we're not fighting against flesh and blood uh, enemies, but rather against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in the dark world and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Uh, And it's kind of a real kind of intense verse, but it's not meant to intimidate us. It's just meant to make us aware of the fact that there's a battle going on. And it's important that you and I know that so that we know how to properly fight. Today, we're going to do a message entitled Mind Games, uh, and we're going to talk about the battle that happens between left ear and right ear, right here in our brains. And every single person in this room deals with thoughts, intrusive thoughts that try to uh, impact our lives. And we're going to talk about how, what does the Bible want us to do to, uh, to handle that? How, do, how does the Bible teach us to go uh, about handling intrusive thoughts? So um, speaking of mind games, I'm just going to give you a couple of riddles real quick and see if you guys have sharpened your mind so you're paying attention. Ready? First riddle is this. You're running a race. You're doing really great, man. Everything's going good. You get to third place. You're in third place, and then you pass the second place uh, runner, and you are now in which place? Touche. It's a trick question. You're actually in second place because you just passed second place and you're in second place. That's the way it works. Uh, but it makes you think you're in first place, right? It's a mind game. Let me give you another one. Here's the deal. I'll give you this one. It says this. Um, you throw away my outside and then you eat my inside and then you throw away my inside. Whoa, what am I? He said a banana peel. No, no. I'll give you a hint. Nacho! No? You guys don't watch Nacho Libre? Hey, send me a piece of that. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you for the Mexican friend in the back. Thank you. Appreciate that. Corn the cob is what it's supposed to be because you throw away the, the sheath and then you eat the corn and then you throw away the cob. All right, well. It's biblical, guys. Look up your scripture, okay? Hey, listen. But we're in a series called Mind Games. Uh, and a mind game, if you look up in the Webster Dictionary, let me give you the definition of a, what a mind game is. It's a psychological tactic used to what? Manipulate or intimidate. And that's what the devil does. If Just like him to try to manipulate the way you think so he can impact the end result. Always trying to get you to believe half lies or half truth and trying to uh, tweak things out. He's done it from the very beginning. I mean, even with Adam and Eve, he'd manipulate with his words. Or to intimidate and be a a little dog with a big bark to try to scare you and bully you into doing things uh, his way instead of God's way. That's how the devil works. I remember, man, I remember back in the days when I lived in Oklahoma, I had a friend uh, that we played tennis together. Anybody here play tennis? Anybody? Okay, a couple of y'all. I'll dominate you in tennis just so you know, okay? But um, we'd play tennis, man. I'd love it, man. And I'd be killing them. I'd be killing them. And then 
he would start his tactics. Let me tell you, he was a sneaky little sucker. He would get all up in my head, right? And he'd be going for a serve. He's like, oh, watch that line, watch that line, right? Or oh, watch out, you know, whatever. He would just start saying stuff. Hey, don't, don't hit the neck, don't hit the neck. And he started getting in my brain. Anybody ever played anything like that? And you get someone who starts getting in your head. You know what I'm talking about? You play sports, uh, we play basketball, someone starts talking trash to get all up in your head, and then you're missing your shots like crazy. And listen, I was better than him in tennis, in my personal opinion. But he would play mind games with me, and his mind games would end up affecting the end result, and he would win. And I'd get mad because I knew I was better than him. If he's watching, he's probably uh, obviously debating that. But the de- that's what the devil does. He's always trying to man- mind game you and me with manipulation and intimidation uh, to jack up God's plans. I'm going to read you a quick Chinese proverb. It says this. A Chinese proverb says, watch your thoughts, what happens in here, for they become your words. Watch your words, for they become your actions. Watch your actions, for they become your habits. Your habits become your character, and your character ends up becoming your destiny. You see, God has a plan for each and every one of you and me. God has a plan, but you know what we don't pay attention to? We hear that a lot in in church, right? It's like, hey, God's got a plan for you, brother. Right? But... You also need to know that there's another person who has a plan for you. It's the devil, okay? And he wants to jack you up. He wants to mess you up. He wants to do everything he can to destroy or to ruin the destiny that God has in your life. The devil wants to ruin it. John 10.10 says this. It paints the two pictures of God's plan and the devil's plan. It says this in John 10.10. It says this in John 10.10. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. Literally, not just figuratively like, oh, he's the bad guy. He literally wants to ruin your life. He wants you to feel pain, shame, guilt. He wants you to be destroyed, your hope to be destroyed, your, your, uh, for peace in your heart to be completely obliterated. That's what the devil's plan is for you. But praise God for Jesus. It says, I've come that they may have life and have it to the full. God's plan, devil's plan. God wants you to live abundant lives. The devil wants to jack that up and destroy it. Right? You got what I'm saying? Say, I got it. Right. So... Our minds are going to go, they're going to be set on one of two things. There are only two options. There's God's way or our way. That's the honest truth. Either I believe God for what he says, I'm going to do it God's way, or I'm going to think what ends up happening is without us even knowing, pride gets in the way, and I get arrogant. I think, well, God, I think my way might be better, or my way might be more fun. So I'm going to try my way, and it ends up leading to destruction. Listen, Romans 8, 5 says this. Those who live according to the flesh have their mind set on what the flesh desires. Those who live according to the spirit have their mindset on what the spirit desires. Here's the deal. Our culture today, all of culture is feeding you what the flesh desires. All of culture is saying it's all about you, man. What you feel, how you feel, what you want, what are your needs, that's what it's all about. It's all about you, right? And what ends up happening, the culture is feeding you this idea of arrogance and pride that it's all about me. And then we think my way is better than God's way, right? And little did we know the whole time the devil's just manipulating you and me. If Eve would have knew what the devil was doing when, she, when he was manipulating her, she probably wouldn't have done it. But he's a sneaky snake, right? So we got to watch out. We got to pay attention because you're either going one of two ways. Let me show you a couple of games that the devil likes to play. These aren't, this isn't an exhaustive list. This is just some very popular things, popular mind games that I bet you every single person in this room has dealt with before. The first one is the mind game of anxiety. Anybody ever dealt with anxiety before or worry? I have. 
But here's the deal. When the devil gets you starting to focus on your on anxiety and on worry, it ends up stealing. It keeps you from the peace of God. Philippians 4 says this. It says, don't be anxious about anything. Don't be anxious about anything. That's the scripture that's telling you what to do. Help us, Jesus, do what it says. But instead, in every situation with prayer and petition and thanksgiving in your heart, present your request to God. And the peace of God that transcends all understanding, meaning it doesn't even make sense. How can you be going through this trial and have peace? I don't know. God, man. The peace of God that transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your, I didn't hear what you said, your, your minds. We got to protect our minds because the mind game he's playing is going to—he's going to play the card of anxiety to happen in your life. Let me tell you another one: uh, the mind game of fear, fear, fear of of circumstances or situations, fear of—it could be all kinds of things. Fear of what's going to happen in relationships, fear of what's going to happen in your life and your family. Fear sets in and it robs you and it keeps you from the power of God. Second Timothy chapter one verse seven says, "Hey, God hasn't given you a spirit of fear." But he's given you a spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. Ladies and gentlemen, the Bible is painting a clear picture that there's God's way and there's the devil's way. I'll give you one more, one more trick. One more mind game the devil plays on everybody is the, the, the game of doubt. He challenges your faith to get you to doubt. And it keeps you from the promise of God. The mind game of doubt keeps you from the promise of God. And in James chapter 1, it talks about that. It says, but who ever asked that they should have faith in their heart and not doubt? Because if you do doubt, then don't even expect God to answer it because you're like a double-minded person. You don't even know what you believe, right? The devil's plan is to bring doubt in your life. His plan is to bring fear in your life. His plan is to bring anxiety and worry in your life and let that consume your thoughts. But yet God's word has answers to every single one of them, Right? What you and I have to understand, uh, see, there's some people in here, uh, some people, anybody here, for, football fans, anybody football fans, football fans? Just a couple, okay, oh, cool, 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 I thought it was going to be a lot more. Um, anybody here more on the nerdy side, you're more like Risk or something like that, you like that Risk game, the board game, you know what I mean? Hey, it's all right, good, 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 cool. I've never played Risk before, but I heard it's, uh, I heard it's weird. Um, so, uh, but anyways, football or Risk or however perspective you want to see it, the, but they're all strategy games. It's I'm the good guy, there's the bad guy, I have to know how the bad guy's going to attack so I can defend myself, and then I can counterattack so I can defeat the bad guy. Does that make sense? Right? No, I have to understand how the, devil, the, the, the enemy works so that when he attacks, I know how to protect myself, and then I know how to counterattack so I can def uh, defeat him. All right? It's the same thing in the spiritual realm. The unseen fight that we face in our culture is we have to do the same thing. We have to know the way the devil works. So the Bible tells us a couple things. It tells us how important our mind is, how important it is to what we meditate on. I'll give you a couple quick verses here. Colossians 3 verse 2 says, set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. Right? Philippians 4, 8, it's a fluffy, it's a fluffy verse. Makes you feel all warm and fluffy inside. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, noble, right, pure, lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about these things, right? That sounds like a good idea. Okay, Pastor Tony, that sounds great. The problem is, is my mind's not, it's not filled with all that fluffy stuff. A lot of times, my mind's filled with depression or anger 
or resentment or even malice in my heart towards someone who did something wrong to me or my family. My, my mind's uh, filled, filled up with guilt and shame. My mind's filled up with fear and anxiety and doubt. So the Bible's telling me that I should think about these things, but this is what's really going on in my mind. So what do we do about it? Because if we don't know, if we just cross it, you think this is the answer, just cross your fingers and hope for the best? That was a question. Do you guys think that's the answer? Just cross your fingers and hope for the best? Okay, good. I was getting nervous. I thought y'all were going to say, yeah. Yeah, now that's not the answer. That's not the way it works, okay? We can't just cross our fingers and say, oh, I just hope it gets better. I hope it just goes away. I just hope that I just... That I just keep coming to church and it just goes away. It's not going to work like that. The, 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 the word of God is there to help you and me put into practice things that overcome what the devil's come against us with. That's why the Bible's there. So I'm going to show you something that the Bible teaches us. Pastor G brought it up um, last week, but I'm just going to go more exhaustive into it. Is this the verse 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5. It says this, we are destroying, this is uh, before this verse, it talks about all this spiritual battle stuff, right? The devil, right? It's this warfare going on, talks about all that. And then it says, hey, but here's the deal. We're destroying arguments and all arrogance that raises against the knowledge of God. Or other versions of the Bible don't say arrogance, they say pride. Because anything that says my way is better than God's way is pride, Right? It doesn't matter what, what, what leads it to that. It all is saying, I know better. So it's saying, we're going to destroy all those arguments. We're going to get that all out of there. And then, we're gonna, uh, and then we are taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. Taking every thought captive into the obedience of Christ. I'm going to give you four C's. All right? If you're taking notes, write these four C's down. This is what you want to do. All right? Because listen to me. I don't care how cool you are in here. I don't care how smart you are in here. Every single person in this room deals with the battles and the mind games in our head. Every single person. I don't care how holy you are. The devil is always going to try to play mind games with you. And you need to know how to handle those mind games. So check it out. Coloss- or 2 Corinthians tells us this. That we take every thought captive. So I'm going to give you these four C's. Check it out. The first C is this. Take uh, every thought captive. That means you catch it. Everyone say catch. All right? So a thought comes in your head and you got to... You got to pay attention to it, okay? Don't just let it do whatever it wants. You got to pay attention. You got to take it, take capture of it, and then you got to consider it, okay? When I say consider, this is what I mean. Is this going to honor God if I think about this? Or is this going to dishonor God if I think about this? All right? And it's not as blatantly obviously as you always think. Listen, I'm not talking about if you got the thought of, hey, man, I should go stab somebody. I'm not talking about that. Everybody knows, hey, no, you probably shouldn't go stab somebody because that's not going to work out real good for you. Chink, chink, right? I'm talking about thoughts that are a little bit more sneakier than that. Thoughts that, hey, a little white lie is okay. It's not that big a deal. Thought that, like, hey, what I see on my phone and what I focus on on my phone, it doesn't hurt anybody because it's just me. It don't matter. Thoughts that say it's okay for me to disrespect my parents because they don't know what they're talking about anyways. Thought that says it's okay to have malice in your heart because someone did you wrong, and so you want something, something to hurt them. You want them to experience pain. Those kind of thoughts are thoughts that fill our brains, and we feel justified in those thoughts, and so we allow them to stay there. The Bible says catch, consider. The next thing is change. If it's not a thought that honors God, I'm a horrible person. I'm stupid. I should just take my life away. I'm just, I hate myself. Thought from God or not? 
No, it's not. I'll just give you a hint. It's not a, it's not a thought from God, okay? So here's what you, you got to understand, though. If I tell you, don't think of a pink elephant, what do you think about? It just happens, right? And what happens is we have these bad thoughts, and we just say, don't think about it. Don't think about it. Don't think about it. Don't think about it. And the whole time, guess what we're thinking about? We're thinking about it. You have a lustful thought. Don't think about it. Don't think about it. Don't think about it. It's all you're thinking about. You have hatred in your heart towards somebody. Uh, 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 and that's all you're thinking about. So you don't. You can't just say, don't do it. You have to change what you're thinking about. So if I'm struggling with fear, I'm just, man, I'm worried. What, what's going to happen when I go to college? How's it going to go? And, or, hey, I'm going to a new school, and I'm feeling all kinds of fear and anxiety in my heart. If I, if, if I have that going on, I have to take it for captive. What happens is people don't do this, and they just let that thought run rapid in their mind. And then you feel all depressed and you feel all anxious. You feel all stressed out. You don't feel an abundant life. And then you think, well, maybe this Christian thing, that's just what it is. It's just maybe this whole God thing's not as magical what it is. Maybe, then we start blaming it on God like it's God's fault. When really what the Bible says is take every thought captive. Catch it. Consider it. Change it if it needs to be changed. So if it's a thought that doesn't honor God, what does the Bible say about it? You guys are blessed because you have a computer. You have it on your phone. Google, scriptures on doubt. Ding. Scriptures on pride. Scriptures on doubt, fear, anxiety, worry. Okay? Look up a scripture, and then the last four or the last C is contemplate. That means to think on a long time. So if you're dealing with fear, scripture on fear, like 2 Timothy. God has not given you a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power and love and of sound mind. Take that scripture, memorize it this week. Almost like it's a school test. Memorize the scripture, and I promise you, if every time a fear thought comes in, you take it captive, you consider it, ah, that's fear. That doesn't honor God. I'm going to change it to what 2 Timothy 1.7 says, and I'm going to meditate on that. I'm trying to be very practical with you guys today because every person in here struggles with mind games. And you need to know, how do I handle it according to Scripture? Take it captive. Consider it. If it doesn't honor God, change it to what God's Word says, and then meditate on that, contemplate on that. Does that make sense, ladies and gentlemen? That's what we got to do, because the devil's going to try to come at you all the time. So catch, consider, change, contemplate. I'll read you one more verse before we pray. Psalms 119, verse 9 and 10 says this very famous passage of scripture, very important to you in the life and the season that you guys are in. It says this, how does a young man, a young person stay pure? By obeying your word. God, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Ladies and gentlemen, if you take that scripture to heart and you learn how to hide God's word in your heart so that when you capture and when you consider and when it's time to change, you know what to do. You know what to meditate on. It'll change your life. It'll allow you to experience the abundant life that God's called you to experience. People say, I gave my life to Jesus, and that's it. I'm going to go to heaven. Woo! And then they live a horrible life here on earth, full of anxiety and fear, and, and, and it's, it's miserable. When God says, it's not about you just getting to heaven. I want you to experience the abundant life here, a life that's full of purpose because you're advancing the kingdom of God and you're living with hope, joy, and peace regardless of the trials you're dealing with, right? That's what God wants. That's what he wants, but the only way that happens is if you and I learn to how to hide God's word in our hearts. 
Learn to capture every thought, consider every thought, change it if it needs to change, and then contemplate on that, what God's word says. That's how we do it. Amen? Let's pray. Thanks so much for listening. If you live in the Victoria area, stop by one of our services. Church is way better with people. So if you're between the ages of 18 to 29, check out our Instagram at ffc.ya. All of our service info is there. And if you're 6th through 12th grade, check out our Instagram at ffc.sm. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. And even more, I hope it brought you closer to God. Have a great day.